0: Hi, this is april maza
1: and this is christy showman fair and this podcast is overdue
0: we're friends and colleagues librarians librarians and each episode we talk about books we're reading things we're loving and library advice we're giving
1: good morning christy good morning april how are you i'm fine um it's snowing Yes, it is. <laughs> and yesterday I was driving around with my sunroof open and my windows yeah. down.
0: Yesterday did it get up to like 60. It was so warm. Almost here. It was so I think nice. Yeah, yeah. It was gorgeous. Yep. And now it's snowing.
1: Now it's snowing.
0: And it's a Sunday, which is unusual for us. It is. Yeah. We're um, kind of in
1: a new realm, aren't
0: we? <laughs> that's right. Well, for those who don't know, uh Christy and I were co-workers. And now we're not. Now we're not <laughs> <laughs> um, because we. I no longer work at the same place as Christy, but we are keeping this podcast. Is overdue going, and because it's way too yeah, fun. To we do. love doing it, and we're going to do it on our own time. And we're pretty excited about some, some maybe some new things to come, new possibilities.
1: Yeah, so, yeah like we have um, an actual album. website now. Yes, yeah.
0: Uh, we'll put that in our show notes and and give you that link later, mostly because I can't remember what it is right now.
1: Uh, it's, uh, (laughs) podpage.com slash this podcast is overdue. And the, the words in this podcast are overdue have hyphens between them.
0: Oh, very good.
1: I can always rely on you to
0: to know the, uh, URLs of things I never do. Would you like to start with what book? uh, I
1: would love to. I'm so excited. I've been saving this, um, I've been wanting to talk about it since for, for a long time, actually, because I am going to talk about Jennifer Chan is Not Alone by Tay Keller, and it doesn't come out until April. Oh. I don't need to talk about books that haven't been published yet, but I happen to win an advanced copy Ooh, from exciting. Tay Keller on Instagram. Awesome. She did a, um, an Instagram giveaway of one of her uh, advanced copies, and I never win anything, you know, it was, super <laughs> exciting. I actually did post a picture of a screenshot of, of her announcement on the podcast Instagram. So people can go back and, and look at it. I was just like, like, super excited, but it came all the way from Hawaii.
0: Ooh, so wow. wow to get
1: here, especially since you know, it was during the, you know, right after the holidays, mail was a little slow. Mm, so it arrived, <laughs> I, I've, I devoured the book. Really oh, did, cool. and then um, I actually passed it on to my friend and neighbor so she can read it. So, uh, and then hopefully, uh, when it comes out in April, everybody else will read it too because it was fantastic. So, so this is her first book since she won the Newbery Award, and um, she actually did write a lot of it during pandemic times, and um, had a lovely author's note at the end talking about that, and also talking about the kind of the the reason she wrote the book. So the story kind of bounces back and forth between um, present time and about a year prior. And the narrator is um, a girl named Mallory who is um, uh, in middle school. And she lives in a neighborhood that has a new girl move in. And the new girl is Jennifer Chan. And Mallory is, I think, a very typical middle schooler. She is very concerned about fitting in, really worried about saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing and she has a group of friends these two girls who she's really close with but as we read the story we realize that they're really not that great of friends but Mallory is too afraid to to not do the right thing and not be friends with them because they're kind of better friends than they would be enemies Mm -hmm. like those types of girls Mm -hmm. and um but when uh, Jennifer moves in, Mallory's just taken by her because Jennifer doesn't care. Hmm. She doesn't care what anybody else thinks. She's really quirky. She's fun and interesting and super into aliens. <laughs> and uh, it basically kind of just blows Mallory's mind by how unworried Gen- Jennifer is by everybody else. But that causes a problem at middle school because um, Mallory doesn't want to admit that she's friends with this Mm. quirky girl. So um, without giving too much away, the the main story, the the present time story is that Jennifer is missing. And Mallory feels like she probably should do a little bit to kind of help figure out where she's gone because something happened and we don't know, we as the reader don't know what happened, the incident. Um, and Mallory may f- feels like she may be partly involved in why Jennifer is gone.
0: Oh, intriguing!
1: Yeah, so it has, you know, it has this mystery element, and it's it's fast paced in that you want you, you want to know what happened, what happened to Jennifer. But there's also so much about friendship and identity and fitting mm. in and all of that challenge and awkwardness and awfulness of middle school <laughs> um, and then aliens and I, I like I I should probably admit like when I was in middle school I read contact by um, Carl Sagan <laughs> and ever since then I' was like yep they're totally aliens there you can't not be aliens it's just just statistically improbable that there aren't there that there isn't life out there but um, so I'm really taken by stories that kind of involve that and And Jennifer Chan is that person too. Like she Mm -hmm. she knows that from a scientific standpoint, there probably is life out there. Um, she may be a little bit more into it than your average person, but, um, (laughs) but I really actually loved her, the parts about that and uh, about, um, searching for radio signals and listening for aliens. And, um, it just was a delightful read and, made me tap back into who I was in middle school and how hard it is. And I think that readers are really going to identify with Mallory and because she's not perfect. Mm -hmm. She doesn't do everything right. She isn't the, the, she doesn't do make the right decisions all the time about being friends. And that's true of kids. We, middle school is hard. And I hope that reading this book, kids can realize that they can make different choices. They can right. be, be their uh, authentic yes, selves, be their yes. authentic selves, but also not make others feel bad about who they are. Right. But, you know, just because you are feeling um, uncertain about yourself, you don't have to do that to somebody else. Right. And I think that this has such an empo- important, I can't say anything today. Maybe <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Sunday More morning, coffee, right? <laughs> um, that you know, it has an, a very important um, storyline about that too, right. and um, and Tay Keller actually talks about that at the end of the the book oh, about bullying cool. and and um, being isolated because of being different. And so, I hope that everybody goes and runs out to buy it, pre ordered it, pre order it. Yes. Right? Yeah, because, I'm
0: very intrigued. Um, while you were talking about uh, alien life um, (laughs) (laughs) and that statistical probability you know I agree with you but I recently learned of this thing and I had to look it up Um, you've probably heard of it too because you're a nerd like me but Fermi (laughs) paradox that's where like it's this kind of theory that like by now, you know the universe is so old and so vast that by now we would have discovered this, discovered life, you know, on other planets. But I think that's so backwards. Okay, and I'm not a scientist you too because <laughs> have only been around for
1: exactly. a short of time. And, like, and maybe,
0: maybe the maybe life on another planet is like a blob, you know, like an amoeba. Yeah. So they're not going to communicate with us, and we. Don't have the capacity to explore all the different um, planets and right. solar or systems that, out there. The so universe is so far away that they just yeah. haven't
1: gotten here yet,
0: right? Yeah, or they got here and they were like, "This place is messed up. Let's turn yeah. it around." So, and we cannot blame them uh, mm-hmm. some days for that
1: yeah. but, I always get stories in my newsfeed feed about uh, radio signals, and the, mm-hmm. there was one recently that was about this radio signal that was coming at this very like very consistent pattern and then it stopped for a year hmm. and then it started up again and so because it had stopped they said it, it probably wasn't like from a star making you know like mm-hmm. it wasn't a natural it had to be created oh
0: like but where is it coming from fascinating yes well, I don't know but my book um also has sort of a space element no way um yeah <laughs> um there are no no um aliens but um it's called cosmo nights it's a graphic novel <gasps> and it's, it's written awesome. in <laughs> you're excited written and illustrated by hannah templar have you read it yes oh, okay good i don't remember where i heard about it i this happens I all the where time heard about it what, where
1: it uh um the author illustrator is one of the artists for the 2022 oh, i read summer program. right
0: okay you know what in the back mm-hmm. of my mind i thought i did think it had to do with um the reading program but i just couldn't like place
1: it and that's so funny well and because you don't have to look at that website every day no nah,
0: not anymore <laughs> no <laughs> But yeah, I do this a lot too, where I like put books on hold. And by the time they come in, I'm like, oh, what? oh absolutely. <laughs> like,
1: like well, I don't know where this came from, but um, I'll read it.
0: But well, and that's the thing, like I got it and I was already loving like the color palette on the cover and I turn it over and the, the um, blurb on the back says, um, for this ragtag band of space gays, liberation means beating the patriarchy at its own game like, how could I not read that? I right. was like, well, I put this on hold for a reason. And <laughs> this is definitely part of the reason. So it's um kind of like a sci-fi mixed with planetary royalty. Uh, and the Cosmo Knights fight for the hand of a princess on behalf of a sponsor. And the princess has, princesses have no say in the matter. Um, You know, it's just sort of this, like, even though it's a futuristic sci fi world, this is very oh, like archaic ritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the story starts with Pan, who is helping her best friend, Princess Tara, run away to escape a forced marriage. And years later, Pan gets involved with two of the Cosmo Knights. Um, and I hate to give too much away, but we'll just say Pan hates the tournaments for a reason. Um, but in this case, she's pleasantly surprised by these two knights. Um, It's really fun to read such great characters. Um, There's diversity in race and gender, uh, you know, different sort of fluidity when it comes to sexuality, Mm -hmm. but it's not a sexual book. It's it's about it's really about this um, tournament and what it means to people, how it actually affects um, the princesses and sort of what. It's really feminist and, like, really empowering. Yeah. Um, and there's some, like, intrigue as well, some cool tech stuff. Um, I mentioned the the palette. It's, like, so rich. It's almost like jewel tones, like a soft jewel tone color palette, which I just don't think we see in graphic novels. Like, it just was really, um, like, beautiful and ethereal, which fits in with the setting. Really rich. Um Anyway, um, I also learned that Hannah Templer worked as a glow comics uh, artist. So that's the gorgeous ladies oh, of wrestling. Yes. Yeah. Um, like a few of those. And then also a Captain Marvel, which I've also put on hold because it's about Carol Danvers when she's in the Air Force, like when she oh, first cool. joins. So I thought that seemed like it'd be fun. Um, and so I should warn potential readers that Cosmo Nights is book one. It ends like on a super cliffhanger, <laughs> <It does. laughs> um, but, you know, and I was like, I need book two right now. It is, there is a book two, it's coming out. I don't know when, but um, this is a web comic. So you can actually read book one and the beginnings of book two um, at cosmonights.space. And I think the updates come Got out every, space. every two times a week. Yeah. That's, that's what I wrote cool. down. So <laughs> hopefully that's right. Wow. But yeah, highly recommend, um, you know, buy it, read it, have fun. If you can't stand a, a cliffhanger, you don't want to read it online. Um,
1: you you know, buy it anyway, but you can wait and read both when they come out. When two comes can't, out. I can't like stop it's <laughs> cosmonites.space. I didn't even know that was like a, a suffix. For yeah, that you can do that. URLs. Oh, I'm so excited! I didn't realize I could go read more. <laughs> more. Um, I have to say that I love the shirt that you're wearing. Well,
0: thank you. It's my Newberry 100 anniversary commemorative shirt. Um,
1: yeah, and I didn't know they had. Oh, yes, shirts. there's
0: merch. I will. Um, I'm showing it off to Christy, but I can definitely put uh, the link in the show notes yeah in um 2022 which is this year which is
1: now (laughs) happening right now
0: (laughs) newberry work turns 100 and ALSC uh the association for library services to children had um a special like task force that developed there's going to be like programs and continuing ed and there's merch so I'll put the link in and you get to pick so my shirt has um the number 100, but the zeros are, is an image of the metal. And then, uh, Kevin Henke's illustration, but there's artwork from Jerry craft and, um, I'm totally blanking. Help me out. The little bunny that, um, is that bunny that could CC no. <laughs> Bell. Bell. thank you. Yes. Um, that's <laughs> one of my favorites too. Actually, I, I wear this shirt so much. It's already like, stained and disgusting. So oh, I'm like, I you know, it. need to order another one. Um, it's like baseball style, which which is yeah, fun. I love it. That's um, why I,
1: I like that style. And
0: yeah, it's um, super comfy too. So a little ad for that. I get no commission. Speaking of books and reading and yeah, all that fun stuff. Yes. It's kind of an interesting thing, I think, in the library world where like reading for pleasure is still work. And in yes. some ways I feel like kind of everything, especially I think if you work, you know, in a school or a public library or any setting where you've got like all different kinds of people coming in and out, Even like a bookstore you too. need to pay, yeah, yeah bookstore, like where you, you need to pay attention to like, what's on the news and what's on the radio. I mean, so many times people would call and say, oh, I heard about this book on NPR. Um, Do you have it? And it'd be like, oh my gosh. Okay,
1: well, (laughs) thankfully I listened this morning. Yeah, and they don't know who the author is. No, they don't know anything about it.
0: But anyway, our question today is when books are part of your job, do you ever get tired or bored of reading? And then like, what do you do when that happens?
1: Uh, Yes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Say it ain't
1: so. Yes, yes, I do sometimes. And I I was thinking about this question cuz actually my husband asked me what the he asked what the theme was for our episode. I was like, that's not what we do, but I told him what the question was. <laughs> it just and, happens um, organically. Yes, organically. <laughs> and so I was thinking a little bit more about it and yeah, I totally get tired sometimes and I really have a hard time with book clubs, which is mm. why I was not always good at running book clubs because, or being in a book club. Oh my gosh, and apologies same. Apologies to the book club I'm in right now, because I'm in a social justice book club at ah. our local library, oh, and I'm really excited idea. that. It, yes, yeah. I'm so happy that it's it's there that it exists, and I'm happy to be part of it. But when there's a book that I have to read, I don't want to read it.
0: Oh my gosh, Chrissy, ever. same. I once that's why I'm not in book clubs because if I am, I never read the book and sometimes I really want to read the book. What is wrong with us?
1: I don't know. It's, it's a, (laughs) it's a, I think it's a dopamine Other people
0: love book clubs. I know, but I don't. And I, I like the idea. Like I was in a book club, um, Shout out to my friend, Laura Bernheim. You're friends with Laura, too. Yes. Were you in that group? It no, was like, a, it I was don't like, do book clubs. it was like adults who <laughs> read teen books, no. book club. This is like many years ago. And Laura, I think was the one that had started it off. And um, so such a fun group of people. But I. I admit like I was the worst. I like would read like a couple pages or none at all and show up. And then we would just like snark about work stuff (laughs) because we were all librarians. (laughs) So we would like get together and kind of have a venting session and wine um, and wine wine and wine. And uh, and I would like listening to other people talk about the book, but I often, yeah, just didn't read it. And I felt bad. It made me feel like a naughty child.
1: (laughs) I, I realize that part of it is just a, I think it's an, a carryover from school, but I do think it has something to do with my attention and my ability to like maintain attention. It has to come from me and not from outside of me. Mm, mm-hmm. So what I've found my solution is that I change formats okay. and that helps a lot. So right now I'm reading a book that I've already read.
0: <laughs> I read it
1: when it first came out and, or at least close to when it first came out, but it's the book that we're reading for our book club. And it's been so long, which I've said before on the podcast, I don't remember books. And so I can't remember what happened in the story. I had to, I really had to reread it in order to be part of the conversation or even to feel like I wasn't being a fraud when I went. So I decided to get it as an ebook instead Mm -hmm. of a physical copy, thinking that if I was reading on my phone and swiping, it would feel Mm -hmm. (laughs) different. Um, and so that has helped a little bit. And then outside of book clubs and just work-wise, yeah, I do have book slumps. I have lots of times where I feel like I'm just not as into reading it. And the same thing, I, mm-hmm. I'll change format. So if I've been reading a lot of prose, um, I'll read a graphic novel. If I've been mm-hmm. reading a lot of fiction, I'll take a break and do some nonfiction. Or like after the year of being on the Cybert committee, mm-hmm. I, after reading nonfiction, right. <laughs> informational text for a year, all I could read was fiction graphic novels for mm-hmm. like six months. And, and that helps because it kind of like finds a different part of my brain and it makes reading interesting again. And then eventually someone will talk about a book and I'll be like, oh my God, I really need to read that. And then it's fine. Right. But kind of like jumpstart. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can't say for everybody, I think I'm sure that there are outliers who work with books, but you know, it's true for anything in your life mm-hmm. that sometimes it, you need to break and it's okay.
0: I agree. I agree. And it's, it's really not even, it's not the stories themselves. It's Mm -mm. just reading in general. And I do think partly because it's related to work, even if, you know, like right now I, I don't have any kind of work that's related to books except for the podcast, but my reading kind of ebbs and flows. So like, I know some people who read every day and I don't, I mean, I read other things, but I'm not necessarily reading a book every day it's really just about, I think, like pacing yourself too. Mm -hmm. So, and when you do have to read something, so I was thinking about like, like you were talking about school and like having to read something does kind of have that feeling, which is really too bad because I feel like so many people come out of school not wanting to read anymore because they've kind of been forced into it and it's such a bummer, but, but yeah, when I was reviewing books, you know, it's like homework, (laughs) it's an assignment. And so it takes a little bit of joy out of it, even if you really are loving the book. Um, But anyway, I was thinking about how, when, when I was on Newberry, there was a book, I was having a really hard time getting through And in the end, I really liked the book. It was, it was something that I really, really appreciated, but I was having trouble Getting into it. And I think part of it was just being kind of tired of so called assigned reading. Mm -hmm. So I just had myself read just 10 minutes of it like every day at lunch. And after a while, like once I really started getting into it, that time period grew and grew until, you know, I was like really into the book and like Mm -hmm. not necessarily couldn't put it down, but you needed to know what
1: happened. Yeah. You're more invested. Yeah, I was more
0: invested and and with the pandemic i know a lot of people and there were even we talked about it and mm-hmm. there were like lots of articles online about kind of being in a reading slump and just having trouble focusing and that yes. i think is a lot of my problem too so not even so much kind of bored of reading but just more like i can't even stay focused on a story i can read like an article or a blog post or a news story, whatever, but having trouble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Just the thumbnail of a video. (laughs) Um, And I remember one of those articles had suggested short stories and I just so happened to have a book of short stories. I'm not even going to remember what it was, but I bought it like for a vacation from like a used bookstore and it really helped like just you know, you can sit there and read just one story and it's Mm -hmm. so incredibly satisfying in one sitting. And then, you know, the next time you feel like reading, you can do that again. And you're not like invested in this whole book that sometimes feels like not a chore, but it's a big commitment. (laughs) And when your brain is having trouble focusing, it doesn't want a big commitment. So um, yeah. And then sometimes I, I've, I haven't done this lately because I think I'm just getting too old, but I used to binge read where I would stay up till like two, three in the morning reading a book, just read it straight through. And then I'd be so exhausted
1: (laughs) and so like
0: um, saturated with that story that then I wouldn't read again for like four or five days. I wouldn't, I couldn't pick up a book. Um, So it's not like the best reading practice. (laughs) But um, but there are sometimes, and like I said, more like when I was younger, where I would just be like, I can't stop. Who cares if you go to bed at two? <laughs> like you can sleep later. Um, sleep when you're dead. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I'd be curious what our listeners how they feel too. Like anyone out there, just like no way. No, I read every day, all the yeah, time. Yeah, especially
1: like if you work with books, or mm-hmm. I mean, even if you don't, like. If you identify as a reader, do you ever right. get tired? Right. Or have a slump? Now. I know.
0: <laughs> Aren't we all just so tired, and tired? Isn't everybody the same as me? <laughs> well, well, we are a little tired. Um, I still am learning things. And I'm curious, uh, what, have you, what have you been learning that you want
1: to share? Estoy aprendiendo español. Oh, bueno. <laughs> yeah. my and, um, Spanish is horrible. That's okay. Whoa. I, I still feel very self-conscious speaking and, um, you know, speaking on the fly is, is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I took Spanish uh, in, uh, middle school, high school actually started learning like fourth grade. Um, and I grew up in an area where Spanish was used all the time. So it was just around, um, and went, you know, by end of high school, I was in AP Spanish literature. So I was fairly literate though. I did not do well on the AP exam because it had a speaking component and I was Mm. not good. And then I went to college out here and didn't really use it, Mm -hmm. but my, my 12 year old is in Spanish and she's had, uh, she's missed a lot of school this year. And so I was wanting to keep up with Spanish in a way that I could help her and support mm-hmm. her um when she was doing her Spanish homework. And so I started doing Duolingo, um like many people in the world. Um, <laughs> and I think I am on day 150 of a streak. Wow which
0: awesome. that
1: alone, the fact that I've like, yeah. done something consistently every yeah. day for 150 days and it's not breathing.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't even done Wordle every day for
1: that one. Oh, me neither. I can't, I can't, yeah. I think I got an 11-day streak and, was, <laughs> and that was it. But yeah, so I've been doing Duolingo and awesome. um and it's really great. One, it's it's been affirming that I know more Spanish than I thought I remembered. And two, um it's really helped me keep up in a way that I can assist my kid Um, and I told her Spanish teacher that I was doing it and she was just so excited because she said no parents are ever, never do that. But, (laughs) but I, the, the biggest reason I decided to have this be my learning today is that I had, um, a medical appointment a couple of weeks ago. That was very long. It was like a whole day at the hospital. And I took a book with me and I finished my book while I was there Uh and I was stuck (laughs) And I didn't, and I didn't have anything else with me, but I did have my phone. And so I, um, logged into, um, I think I used Sora, the, um, the school, um, oh, uh, ebook, um, uh, app, it's like, what's it called (laughs) device program? I don't know. Um, I logged into Sora and I decided I was going to read a book in Spanish.
0: Wow. And so I,
1: um, checked out, uh, Raina Telgemeier's guts. But oh, in, Spanish. Cool. in Spanish and I read the whole thing.
0: Wow, I'm so impressed. What?
1: So I can literally say that I am literate.
0: Yes, in Spanish.
1: <laughs> um, but I would not say that I'm fluent. Um,
0: I'm amazing.
1: still learning. and I'm very excited about it. it I, I get happy. I get happy every day to do Spanish, partly because like the the sentences in Duolingo are hysterical sometimes like,
0: yeah, I've yesterday, heard I've never my used dog it, but, yeah. went to
1: buy milk. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've heard that they are, <laughs> kind of, and sometimes they're very. Because um, I have other friends who will post something like on Facebook, and they're like, you know, "Yeah, they so are ominous," you
1: know. Really. And sometimes it's like, "Wow, you are really like making commentaries on my life." Yeah, thanks, lot, duo. <laughs> I really appreciate like, it. How Would does you it like know? stop throwing shade yeah. at my house? <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What That's are you funny. learning?
0: Um, I'm learning modern calligraphy. Oh my so, gosh. Uh, yeah. So it's the very beginning stages. I've taken I did a workshop once a long time ago that was um actually at that local stationery store Calliope oh, that's a native she's they favorite. Yeah, yeah they did a it might have been like a two hour thing but um this is all online it's um the instructor's name is Becca Cortese and her YouTube and her website. It's Happy Ever Crafter. And she oh. has this. Yeah, it's very cute. I love that. And um, so she has this beginner calligraphy course that's free. It's called Show Me Your Drills, and you can kind of do it anytime at your own pace. But in January, she was running like a group. And I think they do this every year. Um, so like you can join this Facebook group and sort of like everyone's going through it together if you sign up, you know, at that Mm -hmm. time, but you don't have to. So if you're listening to this now and you want to start, you can really start anytime. And and this part's all free. Um, if you want to get like more into it, she has more courses that are, uh, to pay for, but she also has like tons of really great YouTube videos. That's all free. Um, if you just look up happy ever crafter, but what's interesting about, (laughs) the way this show me your drills works is like, you don't actually do words, (laughs) you don't write words um, yet. It's like learning the different strokes and sort of placement on the paper. So it's really a lot of like, like, like the workshop I took, you got a little bit of that and it, but it was more fast paced. And I think that's like great for at the time, but to really like get the skill, this is so great because you 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 know it's you're also intended to practice every day, um and you're you go over different, um like I said different strokes. So like the upstroke is a very thin uh, line. Yeah. When you go down, it's a thicker line. Um, yeah. How to make an
1: using- O. I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead. I was just, I, I just, I, I'm like bursting with questions. Uh, no, are you using brushes or are you using calligraphy? Oh, well, here's the other thing like that's
0: so cool is that what's really cool about it too though is you can, I think it's a little harder, but you can do this program honestly for no cost because her videos, the videos are free when you sign up. She shows you how you can do this with a pencil, which I think is amazing. And you can really use any paper. It's not perfect because I think you miss out on a lot, like mm-hmm. how, a, a you know, a particular kind of pen would work and the paper. So I actually have like a lot of pens and I thought for sure, like out of I all the pens, <laughs> 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 out of all the pens I have, I have different kinds of markers, all this stuff. Out of all this stuff I have, I probably have something that could work, but I wasn't really feeling it. So I did order some um, special brush pens. So I have brush pens, but they're more for like coloring or like kind of like drawing, painting. Mm-hmm. So they're almost too brush-like, um, too soft. And oh, okay. then so the ones I got, she recommends, I'm not going to be able to pronounce, it's a Fudo, Fudenosuke. And the tip that, yeah, there's a lot of Japanese, um, products that I love anyway, but, um, so this, it looks like a more firm tip, but it actually does, it is soft. So like when you do that downstroke, it is, um, thicker. Are you giggling at me? (laughs) I am. I, I really, I'm sorry. (laughs) Are are you giggling at hard tip tip and (laughs) soft and we don't want soft we want the hard chip so sorry it's okay 12 year old boy that somehow entered my podcast oh now you're crying. I'm crying all right happy reading everybody see you next time
1: no i really i i'm super fast actually i was thinking about like whether or not the pens that I have I, I'm looking down as mm. a, if I could see them right there um whether or not the pens I have would work and um because I've I actually did take calligraphy with mm-hmm. old school calligraphy pens ah yeah when I was in high school mm-hmm. but the modern calligraphy it's totally right. different it's, really it's like different. M- my yeah. like scripty
0: and you can use she has you know instructions for using that kind of pen as well So that's why I think it's cool though, because you really, you you have a lot of options and you don't have to spend a lot of money. Um, I did go out and get some tracing paper. So I'll show you my um, my under stroke. And she has like a a workbook that again, you can or don't have to print. You could like, you know, it's a PDF. So you can just look at the workbook online and write on paper. Um, But I was discovering and I really needed to print it out with the tracing paper over it mm-hmm. so that, and it is, it's really good. It's like a kinetic way of learning. Cause you're, you're doing that motion over and over and it's helping you remember and like get the skill and practice. So um, I'm only part way through it, but eventually you put these different strokes together and they make letters, which is, yeah. you know, really, really cool. Um, so yeah, it's like a lot of fun. It's keeping me busy and I really like the instructor. So just, that's super you know, important. Again, her name is Becca Cortese. I just like, yeah, I like her, um, demean- demeanor. Her, demeanor <laughs> and her personality. Um, she's also very, like one of her first videos is like all about like, don't freak out. <laughs> like don't freak out about calligraphy. Like it's, a it's life not, not going to be hard. Exactly. Um, but it's like, she gets her audience. Like she mm-hmm. knows what people are struggling with. Um, and and she does have like great some great YouTube videos on all sorts of topics she also does watercolor Um, Mm -hmm. there's a watercolor course that's also free like the beginning um, and then more beyond that if you if you want so yeah that's what I'm learning I love it
1: Hey April. Yes. What are you loving right now?
0: It's sort of related to what I'm learning.
1: I'm loving <laughs> No. Oh. <laughs> um
0: no, but it's 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 related in that um and related to pens as well because I like doodling. Um I'm a big doodler. Like if I'm on the phone. Oh <laughs> we're never Just
1: gonna finish me. <laughs> oh man, you're doing it on purpose. I know. What okay. other words can I say? You're a big doodler. Um, so there.
0: No. All right. Well, should we start over from oh, the beginning? No, I'm just no, 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 no. All right. I'm a doodler. Everybody
1: needs to know at this point that I have a problem. It's okay.
0: All right. What was I talking about? I'm talking about doodling. doodling.
1: Do you have a particular Doodly thing doods. that you draw or pattern? Well, or? see, that's
0: the thing. I, well, I'm a big fan of a swirl. Mm. I just like to do like a spiral. Yeah. Um. But I also really like to do leaves and flowers. And so the thing that I'm loving, and again, I forget, like, it might even been from The Happy Ever Crafter, but uh, there are these books by a woman named Peggy Dean. And I have one called Botanical Line Drawing <gasps> from the library. There is also one that's nature drawing and watercolor, but it's basically like, you know, those how to draw books from when you're a kid. Oh my gosh, that's Um, awesome. Step-by-step and they're just really simple line drawings and botanicals. So we've got leaves and flowers, mushrooms, uh, succulents, which I love (laughs) and you're giggling again, Um, but just like some unusual things too, like different kinds of branches that have like little buds on them. I'm flipping through while, while talking so I can. That's so cool remember some of these things and like you can the put them together if doodle. you want. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a flower that I used to draw on my
0: oh. on this
1: in the, the margins of all my notes in college. Oh, that's so
0: funny. Yeah. I knew it was a flower, but I didn't realize it was mm-hmm. one that you drew. So yeah, it's just like really cool, really simple. You can get it out at your library. Especially, yeah, like if you if you like to doodle and you have run out of things or you want to take it to the next level beyond like just one leaf. Um, or it, you know, if you have a lot of pens too and you kind of want to try them out. Or if you're you want to draw a particular kind of flower or plant, it's all right there. But I guess I just didn't really realize they're like how to draw books for adults. I just remember them from when I was a kid or when I worked at the library.
1: I have a couple out right or we have some at the house because my daughter likes them. Um, But I never thought about doing it myself. That's such a good
0: idea. Well, what I remember too, especially as a kid who liked to draw a lot and I loved, my favorites were the Ed Emberley books for drawing. I had like almost all of them. But anytime you wanted to do something sort of more realistic, it just got so hard. And like the big joke would be like, you know, step one would be a couple lines. Step two was like maybe a couple more And then step three was the finished drawing of like, you know, this (laughs) amazingly (laughs) realistic, you know, elephant or something. And you're like, how did you get there? there. Like, yeah, like mine doesn't look like that at all. Whereas these, the Peggy Dean books are not like that at all because the end result is pretty simple. Like some people, I bet, could just look at the final drawing and just go from there. But I kind of like following the steps and yeah. then I get to like play around with my pens in a more intentional way, I
1: guess. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. What what about you? you? What are you loving? So I'm loving Pilates. Oh, nice. I I've done Pilates off and on for a very long time. Actually. Um, the first class I took was before my son was born. Um, I started probably the year before he was born and he's almost nine now. And I Mm -hmm. took that class until I was about six months pregnant with him. And then I haven't really gone back to in-person classes since then, but I, Mm -hmm. I, a long time ago discovered this online instructor. Her name is Robin Long and she has videos on YouTube. Um, and now she has this whole program called the balanced life. And I actually do have a paid membership to the balanced life. Um, and every month there's she comes out with a calendar of all the videos that she does each for each day, but there's a ton of free stuff online, um, on her YouTube channel that I will link to in the show notes. Um, but what I love about her approach is that it's only like 10 to 20 minutes, every time. So the videos are short and the the point isn't to spend an hour doing an exercise. The point is consistency mm-hmm. and grace over guilt, which, you know, don't make yourself feel bad if you miss a day, um, just pick it back up. And mm. for me, you know, I, I go in kind of ebbs and, and flows with, with consistency but recently started back up again, trying to be more consistent. And I have a calendar on the wall. I print it out and then I I give myself stickers (laughs) uh, when I do um, an exercise. But part of it is for maintaining strength and core Mm -hmm. strength so that my back is better. Um, A year ago, almost exactly a year ago, I had spine surgery and I don't ever want to have to do that again. Mm. And so um, one of the things that I can feel like I can do is is to be consistent to give myself 15 minutes a day to one it's quiet my Mm -hmm. my family's not around (laughs) I I come into my room I close the door um Robin is a very fun instructor in that she she makes mistakes and she Mm -hmm. rolls with it she is um uh, very supportive and encouraging and I don't find her annoying at all. And I think that's super important when you're trying. Yes. <laughs> to so, um, I, and for the, the, the whole program, she also has, you know, recipes for meals and there's a, um, there's a message board and there's a ton of stuff that you can do. I don't really do all the things because I don't always have the energy for all of that, but I do occasionally use some of the recipes and I do use the calendar and, mm-hmm. um, and I really love it. And I feel stronger. Yeah. I feel better about myself and, and I, it gives me mental space mm-hmm. um, every day. Oh, and so awesome. you know, I, I was out of, out of work for a month uh, in January to, to do some family stuff. And um, I was really good. And I did Pilates every day in mm-hmm. January. Awesome. I've not done that in February. <laughs> yeah, it's it gets, you know, a little harder. It's harder you know, when there's again. a full-time yeah. job and there's family stuff and 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 obligations around mm-hmm. my community, but I still am doing it. And yeah. it's okay if I miss a day and I get myself a really cute sticker when I <laughs> do it and um I'm all about that just yeah. finding 15 minutes a day. For That's myself.
0: awesome. That actually reminds me of one of my other potential loves, so I'll just it real quick. Potential love. but I think we uh, might love it. Yeah, no, I love it. I meant for
1: podcast.
0: (laughs) I know (laughs) I made a list. Um, and I think we did talk about this, but for our listeners, um, yoga with Adrian. I mean, while you were talking, just reminded me so much of that because, like you said, the consistency, and I think she's a very Mm -hmm. similar instructor, and like sometimes she loses her balance and she mentions that, or sometimes she says, like, let's try this thing, explore it. And, but you know, if it doesn't work, that's fine too. And like, it's, it's yeah. just oh, so refreshing <laughs> to have someone exactly, like that. Yeah. And it's um, not about
1: perfection. No,
0: it's not. And I have um, arthritis in one knee that just kind of started this year or late last year. And it's very painful and it affects my walking and all of this. But since I've been doing the yoga consistently, it's gotten so much better. It's like, such a bonus from yeah. you know it's not why I was doing it. That's great. But um, but yeah, both both Brian and I are like, yeah, we're like feeling the benefits and it's such a short amount of time. But yeah, like you, it's like we don't always get to it every day, but we try not to let too many days pass in between. Exactly. And so much variety. Like if you don't like this move series, there's tons of stuff. She's got stuff like categorized too so like yoga for your back yoga for relaxing all this other stuff so do they have yoga for your elbows <laughs> if not <laughs> that's we're gonna invent that next so <laughs> I mean why I'm not feeling
1: a little punchy today
0: why not <laughs> well it is a it is a snowy sunday morning yeah. and uh I, I know I need more coffee too so yes yes um, but it was this was so fun it was great yeah It's always very excited to, to
1: go into our next chapter with our podcast.
0: That's right. Yeah. New, exciting things coming your way. Um, do you want to close us out with our Instagram?
1: Yes, please. So please follow us on Instagram. We are, this pod is overdue. We love seeing, um, what our listeners are doing and reading. Um, you can also email us at this pod is overdue at gmail.com. Send us your questions about books, libraries, pop culture or why Christy's brain is so ridiculous. Any question <laughs> that is totally can never fine. be answered. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also then please like, and review us on um, your podcast app. Um, we are trying to can build this audience a little bit, and we would love for you to share what you like about it with your friends and your family.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast is overdue with Christy and April. Bye everyone. Happy reading. Our podcast music was provided by thepodcasthost.com and Alidu, the podcast maker. Find your own free podcast music over at thepodcasthost.com slash free music. Do you want to talk about our members? (laughs)